I'm Kerry Rowett, and this is the Align and Attract podcast, helping you to create your version of an aligned business. Let's dive into today's episode. Five ways we can block our intuition and what to do about it. Now, I believe that we are all intuitive, but there is no question that at certain times in our life, we might be accessing more or less of our intuition, and we can definitely become more intuitive if we choose to. I do not see myself as a person who was born intuitive. I didn't have a lot of intuitive insights or visions as a child or a teen or indeed in my 20s. I had a very busy mind and so there wasn't a lot of space for that to come through. And so becoming more intuitive was definitely a process for me. Was I blocking it up until that point? Well, yeah, I really do think I was because once I did flip around some of these blocks, I discovered over time that I am, in fact, an incredibly intuitive person. And I bet that through potentially releasing some of these blocks or putting in place certain practices, you could discover that you are even more intuitive than what you currently believe that you are right now. So how might we block our intuition? We're going to look at five different ways. I will just share them with you up front and then we'll go through and have a look at each and how it can show up. I'm happy to share a couple of personal experiences as to how it showed up for me so that no one feels alone. (laughs) So number one, a busy mind. Number two, not being present. Number three, having really strong emotions and they can be positive or negative emotions. When we're really in our emotions, it can be pretty tricky to access our intuition. It can become very influenced by our feelings. Number four, no space. We can't listen, receive, perhaps we don't even want to know in some instances. Number five, a lack of self-trust. So let's start at the beginning. Number one, a busy mind. I do see this to be a very common. When we are constantly thinking, and particularly we might be like worrying about the past or thinking about things that happened in the past or judging ourselves and so on, or we are thinking a lot about the future and it can even be in quite a positive way about what it is that we're creating or where it is that we're moving to. If we don't ever have space from all of that, those thoughts and all of that activity that is going on in our mind, it's really difficult for us to access any of our intuition. And I remember when I first really got into yoga, so I'd done plenty of yoga classes in my time, but I think it was around 2008 or so when I was in Melbourne, I started going to a really regular yoga class. And it was in one of those classes where there's quite a lot of discipline around it. It's a real yogic philosophy. And I realized 
as I started that process, just how busy my mind was. Sometimes it's not until we start to still it that we can see a bit more contrast or we realize, or indeed it's even pointed out to us, that we are constantly thinking. And that in the context of a yoga class can be realizing, oh, I'm in constant comparison or I'm wondering why are we doing this or what's coming next or you know we're just thinking 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 not actually really in it and so that was a really big barrier for me and I wonder if it's a barrier that can come up for you obviously there are plenty of antidotes to that yoga is one of them I have spoken about this a little bit on my social media and I'll probably go into it a little bit more in another episode but certainly knowing how to still our busy mind can make a big difference when we want to develop our intuition number two not being present So this is like not being a very grounded, being very much in the head. That can be because of a busy mind, but it can also be that we're a bit floaty or flaky or ungrounded or spacey. And I have certainly experienced that as well. So let me give you an example. This is actually pretty embarrassing, but it's around, you know, this kind of time that I've mentioned that 2008, 2009 time, which is also when I discovered kinesiology as well, which really helped with the busy mind and with that becoming a bit more present. I still had a ways to go, but I remember I drove to a pub one night with a friend to have a drink and I decided after having two drinks that I would just leave my car there and I'll come back and get it. Now, over the coming days, a few days passed, but after that, I started getting this visual of like the back of my car and my number plate, but I didn't piece it together. I didn't know what it meant this would have happened three or four times and then finally about a week later I was walking past that pub it was pretty close to my house actually and I saw my car and I it was the exact same visual that I had been seeing my intuition was trying to tell me hey remember you left your car but I was I guess a bit of a space cadet at that time you know, some of the time at least. And I was a little bit up in my own head, up in my own little world. And I had just totally forgotten. Well, I was also in like a half an hour car park. I hadn't noticed that either. So I did actually end up getting, you know, a few parking tickets. They started arriving in the post. I think I got four in the end. I was really lucky that it wasn't more actually, but it was not the greatest experience. So that was an example of just not being present. I wasn't present in that moment of really thinking, okay, well, you're going to have to really remember to come and get your car. Maybe you said, if you know you're being a bit flaky at the moment, maybe like set yourself a reminder or, you know, the next day I could have thought of it. As you can tell, I wasn't driving very much at that time, but even so, um, even when I was getting those visions, I could have been asking myself, why do you think you're getting those? (laughs) So that is like a really, as I mentioned, pretty embarrassing example of not being very present. And, you know, I was a fair bit younger then, 
But, you know, you may have had an experience like that yourself. Sometimes as people are becoming more intuitive, they can be a little bit ungrounded with that. And it's just something to be aware of. A more mild presentation of that, less extreme, just might be not being really in the moment. So you might be a bit forgetful, like in a less dramatic fashion or just a little bit distracted or you're just not noticing things. You might even be just like on your phone when you could be present, that kind of thing. So have a think for yourself. Can I think of you know, examples of times that I've really noticed that I'm not in the present and how would I like to bring more presence into my life? Again, there are really helpful practices that can support us with that, including breathing practices and meditation. Number three, strong emotions. If we feel really fearful of something, let's just say you've got money fear or you've got a fear of your relationship breaking up. And then if you try and tune in intuitively, you might find it's really difficult to get any kind of read of the situation because the emotions are clouding it. Equally, I see that when we really strongly desire something or we feel very optimistic about a certain situation or, you know, event that we want to happen or a vision we have for our future, again, if you tune into your intuition when you're in that really strong space of desire, wishing, hoping, manifesting, it might be difficult to receive intuitive information because you've kind of already decided, you know, how it is that you want it to go. And sometimes it may play out just that way. Maybe you feel really positive because it's all in motion, it's all in flow and it's in alignment. Sometimes We can just be projecting our desires onto that situation. So with the strong emotions, what we can do and what I recommend is to learn ways to regulate your emotions. So it's not to say that strong emotion is bad. Obviously, we want to feel the full range of our emotions. But when we are wanting to access our intuition, we want to be able to do that from a more neutral space a bit more detached space if we're able to. So certainly something you can learn how to do. It's something I can teach you how to do is how to release those strong emotions so that you can be more in a space of receptivity and actually being able to receive whatever the information is rather than projecting your own fear or your own desire onto that situation. Number four, no space. So we've talked already about having that very busy mind. So this is certainly linked. But even if you do quieten your mind, if you are not consciously kind of asking for answers or, you know, providing space to receive your own answers, then 
they may come through less frequently. Of course, your intuition can break through at any moment, but we're really talking about being more intentional about the way you receive your intuition, not just, oh, it showed up, you know. It's actually I'm asking it to show up and it did show up, a little bit more of that. And so how can we create this space well, that can be through meditation, but with a bit more of a, an intention of receiving guidance around something or connecting really deeply to ourself in the context of a situation or a decision or a creation that we're trying to bring forth into the world. It could be through journaling. This is something that we're going to go a lot deeper in in my courses coming up intuitive but you know you can experiment with different ways of journaling so asking yourself questions and then just writing down what comes the quality of your response may not be great to start with but it is a practice that you can develop and if you're continuing to ask yourself questions and answer them and you really develop that skill and that muscle and learn how to trust your own wisdom that can really lead to some really helpful guidance and information perhaps not instantaneously always but over time definitely number five Another way that we can block our intuition is through our lack of self-trust. So that can be when we receive a message, but we just don't follow through on it. So it could be you receive an idea for a program that you want to create or an idea for a book that you want to write or something else. It doesn't have to be business related, obviously. And you receive that intuition. And then it's when it comes to taking action that you just, you drop the intuition. You're like, I don't know. I'm not quite sure if it's actually going to work. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm good enough. So there's the lack of self-trust in actually just trusting in that message that you have received and in following through on that. So of course, that can show up in the context of us developing our intuition and it can show up in all areas of our lives, as I'm sure you have experienced, where, you know, we just don't necessarily trust in ourselves. So I feel like this is a very important skill to develop whether you want to become more intuitive or not, because when you trust yourself, that makes it easier to make great decisions, solve problems that come your way, and to receive those really beautiful, creative, intuitive ideas, and to trust yourself to take action on them and to follow through and be consistent in creating what it is that you desire. So the answer to 
these blocks is really in building the foundations. So we want to be able to learn how to still our own mind. Different practices work for different people. We want to learn how to become more present. Again, we can learn practices and then we choose what actually works for us. We want to learn and know how to regulate our own emotions and how to create space to actually listen to and to receive our own intuitive messages. And we want to build on our own sense of trust. Part of the way that we build on that self-trust is by the following through and building that muscle that we know I will follow through. I may not know every step of the way, but I will identify and take that first step. And then I'll ask myself, what's the next step? So building self-trust is about, I believe, learning how to follow through, learning how to take action. It's a big part of it. So what are we really doing here when we are engaging in these kind of practices? Well, (laughs) when we are accessing our intuition, this is what is happening. So I looked into the research as I've been creating my new course, Intuitive, and scientists say that when you are accessing your intuition, you are actually accessing your unconscious mind. So we all know that our conscious mind only captures a very small, tiny fraction of the reality that we're experiencing in every given moment. We just can't possibly take it all in consciously. There's like 2 million bits of information flying at us every second. We have to filter all of that down to just around about seven little chunks of information per second. So it's all this other information. And that is still being absorbed, however. And it's not always, we don't really have always the opportunity to judge it, to file it, to put it into a particular order or to tell a story around it and so on. But it's all available. Now, can you then hear how when we learn to quieten our mind, get more present, release those strong emotions, create space and build that self-trust. Can you then hear how what it is that we're really doing is creating space for us to access more of the our unconscious mind? And that's the power of doing those practices. So these are going to be the foundational pieces that I'm going to be teaching in my program, which is coming up intuitive. You can find it at alignandattract.com slash intuitive. And we're going to be doing those foundational practices plus a few more. And then once we have really dived into those and you have decided for yourself what you're happy to commit to or to experiment with or to explore, whatever language feels good for you. Some people get a bit funny about commitment or discipline, but, you know, essentially it is it is that in a way that feels really beautiful for you, however. And then what I'm doing in Intuitive is I'm creating these beautiful intuitive, energetic 
containers for you using my skills as a Reiki master so that you can access those containers for specific purposes to access more of your own intuitive wisdom. Because even though we can do those practices and we should and they really work, all of those individual practices of the breathing and the meditating and so on, it's like this creating these containers kind of supercharges that. And truthfully, this is how I developed my own intuition through doing the types of practices that I mentioned and doing them regularly with discipline and then using other people's containers initially I studied Reiki. I learned how to create my own containers so I could do sessions for myself and for others. And in Intuitive, I'm creating containers for you to do the same so that you can use them during this development phase of increasing your own intuition. Over time, you probably won't need them. You won't find them as helpful because you will be using your own skills. You will have developed that increased capacity so that you can be very intentional about connecting with your own intuitive wisdom and guidance and creativity. But I really believe these containers can help whilst you're in that growth phase. I'm so excited. So uh, jump across to alignandattract.com slash intuitive. I'll continue to share more on my social media. You can connect with me on Instagram at Kerry Rowett. And I would love to hear from you about what your takeaway was from this episode or anything you'd like to share about your own intuition. I love hearing about it. This was episode 77 of the Align and Attract podcast. And that means you can find all of the relevant show notes over at alignandattract.com slash blog slash 77. Cool number. <laughs> I like a repeating number. So as I mentioned, you can sign up for Intuitive at alignandattract.com slash intuitive. If you've got friends who you just love talking about, intuitive things with or you know they are intuitive or they've spoken about wanting to become more intuitive i would love you to share this episode or any of my other podcast episodes with them or share it on your social media i'm so happy you're here and i'll talk with you soon